Hello, my name is Tim Schuf, and this is A Faster Horse. In this episode, I want to talk about analog photography. And I'm aware of the discussion about analog versus digital photography and which might be better or worse. But I think that is just the wrong discussion to be had. And it's way more interesting to identify the aspects that are really at the core of the arguments that people defend their process of choice with. And before we really get into it, I want to say that over this whole topic of analog photography, there looms this weight of history, I guess, Because nowadays, analog becomes more and more exotic. But it's also really the foundation of, let's just call it, modern 35mm photography since 100 years or so. And I think we really feel this weight when we talk about the analog look. Let's get started by reminding ourselves what the analog process looks like. I think the most distinctive aspect is that you choose a big chunk of your look by putting a certain film stock into your camera. Even though, and I'm going to say that right here, from people who know way more about analog photography than I do, I learned that you choose a film stock, but developing and printing, of course, is very influential on your look as well. But of course, you decide on the range of your possible looks by picking a certain film stock. In my opinion, when we look at these processes in an abstract way, a certain film stock is decisions made by other people packaged up in this film stock. That has the effect that after exposure, an analog photo is far further along the decision process than, say, a digital RAW file on import in your RAW processor. And that, of course, is a general theme when we talk about analog versus digital or analog compared to digital, that in digital, decisions happen later in the process and in analog, they happen earlier. I think this has the effect that if anything, if, if there's a difference at all, then analog is better feeling for the average photographer because you exercise more constraint while shooting and we will talk about that later. But the first time you see the photos after developing, there's more of a feeling of content because uh, the photos generally look better than when you look at your digital photos for the first time because the analog photos are further down the decision process. I don't know, that is, I, I don't think that that has no effect on the discussion. But of course, as any reasonable person would agree, whether or not one process generates a better feeling can't be conflated with that being the better tool for imaging 
especially because, in my opinion, and I alluded to that, when you see analog film stocks as prepackaged decisions made by other people, then this whole better feeling aspect is bought by working with these, let's say, loaned decisions. I know this comes across as if I'm a hater of analog photography, and I promise I'm not. If analog A gives you the look you prefer, or B, you just like the process better, then by all means, do that. My request is only that we get rid of this craft and emotional aspect when we talk about analog photography that is, in my opinion, rooted in this historical advantage that I mentioned at the top. It's not a good analogy, and I seem to like those, but analog versus digital is kind of like vinyl versus CDs. Nobody will come into your home and tell you to stop listening to vinyl. If you like that better, if you like the sound better, the crackling and the hiss and whatever, that's fine. But when you start arguing that vinyl has a better audio quality, that's just objectively wrong and therefore kind of stupid. I'll tackle the image quality topic later. So what's left from the vinyl versus CD analogy is whatever one might call or identify as the look or the sound, respectively. And I don't know, that's such a can of worms, the analog look. Let's approach that from one statement that floats through the debate more often than not. It's the one that you just can't get this look, meaning the analog look, with digital Okay, and now I'm going to completely disqualify myself from this uh, discourse by telling you that I can't tell the difference. Well, actually, that's not fair to myself. I mean, I generally, I can tell the difference. But if someone wanted to fool me, someone who is skilled in analog and or digital editing could fool me about a certain picture being shot on analog or digital. And I want to mention again this historical context that I talked about. I'm 30 years old. I got into photography four to five years ago. And I mean, I've, I'm sure I've seen a ton of analog photography, but I just by growing up and not being involved since a very young age, I don't have the context for the intricacies and to... to judge the intricacies or to know the telltale signs of a certain film stock. But let's get back to the bigger picture. The analog look. It's really a paradox nowadays because if you take a look at photography YouTube, then you could get the idea that the analog look is all anybody would want from their photography because there are so many tutorials and guides to achieve the analog look. While it's fine to want to get that from your photography, at some point you gotta ask, why not just shoot analog in the first place? But on the other hand, it works 
Because I got to tell you, when I saw Joker in the cinema, I was stunned by the visuals and I went on Google and YouTube and looked for tutorials and, and how to achieve that look. And it, I mean, it's it's not very unique to that film, I know, but it just uh, hit me at that time when I watched it in the cinema. Then I found out that the film was shot digitally and I don't know, are we just gonna eternally hunt for that analog look with better and better tools that would enable us to achieve anything we want? I mean, by now, digital is not that young anymore. I bet we couldn't do anything we want. Why are we still hunting the analog look? Do we like it better because we know it? And by we, I mean not an individual, but the whole community and not only photographers, but also cinematographers in this case. I'm going to ask the uncomfortable question. What even is the analog look? Is it faded black, orange reds and turquoise blues? Is it turquoise highlights? I like those, I gotta be honest. But is that it? Does that really warrant such a big part of our attention? Thinking about this for a bit, I wonder, how likely is it that the engineers at Kodak and Aqua and Delta, is that the company? Ilford? Ilford, yeah, Ilford. That they came up with the visual equivalent of the word of God considering 2D representation of uh, the real world. That just can't be it. Can it? If not, then that would mean that the whole thing about the analog look is really just the cultural context. So that leaves us in a pickle, I think. I started out this part with the question whether or not the analog look can be reproduced digitally. And the answer seems to be that's all we want and we are gonna make it work. So I'm kind of disappointed myself, but but I also think there is no real answer. So here's how I reconcile this situation for myself. I know if pressed, I can't tell the difference between digital and analog if it's aimed at the same look. Some people say they can, but the cultural context that that whole thing seems to be built upon is disappearing because more and more stuff gets created digitally. And if you ask the audience, do they care? Can they tell? I mean, looking at my reaction to Joker, the movie, I don't think anybody can. So if we take enough steps back, at some point we gotta ask, does it matter for your end product, for your creative process, for your creative decisions? Is it necessary? Is the process necessary for what you want to say? Because I can't remember looking at a photo and saying, oh yeah, that works because it's, it's, uh, it came from an analog process. I mean, that's, that's just stupid. I don't think that happens anymore or happened ever. Now comes the, the cynical and the maybe contentious part of this thought. 
in my view, this constraint of analog, the lack of flexibility after the fact, is celebrated, which is fine, but it's really elevated more than it deserves considering the fact that we are, again, I'm saying it again, we are just talking about other people's choices. It might be a very coherent form and choices by really great, smart, knowledgeable people. But still, just for fun, I sometimes shoot digital and give the film away for developing and scanning. But it never entered my mind to actually use it as my real process. Because my thinking is that even if I wanted to put the effort in and deal with all the chemicals, with shooting analog, I would not feel in control as I do with digital. The more important point is that I would feel like using presets 100% of the time, um, so it would feel like cheating to me. If I was 30 years older and got really good with developing and finding my film stock and, and um, making it malleable to, to what I want to say, I think that would be a different story. And that's just, again, as I said, the, the cultural historical context coming into play here. So I talked about the basics of the process, the whole discussion about the look And now let's talk about an aspect that analog and digital shooters can unite behind. Something that when someone brings it up, everybody nods knowingly and says, yes, that's right. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the fact that analog makes you slow down. I don't want to make fun of that, but let's just unpack that because I think it's also interesting to think about that more detailed. So if you shoot 35mm analog, you most likely have 36 shots on a roll. And there are choices already made because you only have one ISO available to you. And with the film stock, you already know, is it black and white? Is it color? What kind of look does it have? So you know what you are more on the lookout for contrast or certain colors and what that is is more decisions are made so the decisions you have left there's more weight on them and therefore you have to consider them more carefully I would say therefore you exercise more constraint while shooting that's just an interesting change of pace for someone who shoots digitally more of the time And of course, it's a useful lesson and it reminds it reminds myself, if I think about it that way, that shooting without a vision is... I don't want to make a value judgment, but for me, it doesn't work that well and I don't like it generally. Sometimes I find myself in a situation then I wonder why it's so um, not so much fun or why it doesn't feel good. But that's where that comes from, I think. I'm sure someone else has said that before, but... I think the model of shooting digitally with an analog mentality is something uh, interesting to try. Kind of a side note, but also kind of obvious, I think, is that shooting JPEG might give you the right combination of those factors for you. 
And there's one more thing. I said that I would get to image quality and I'm not gonna, but I'm gonna explain why I'm not gonna talk about image quality. Most of all, because I have no, I mean, I haven't done experiments and other people have, so I don't feel qualified to talk about it. But it's irrelevant because I think digital is better. And I think that because I trust in people who know more about this stuff than I do. As a placeholder, basically, I want to refer you to an episode of OTP on taking pictures, one of my favorite photography podcasts, even though it's retired now. I put a timestamp link to that discussion in the show notes where Bill and Jeffrey hit on all the interesting points of the analog versus digital discussion, but also specifically, I think in the beginning, they talk about the image quality argument. One more side note. I mentioned it several times, I think, the question that if you want the analog look, then why shoot digital? And actually... A good reason might be, first of all, money, but also other practical advantages of digital that might outweigh any analog advantage that might be there. This whole episode was about an aesthetic and less of a technical discussion, but we can't ignore the practical advantages of digital that are just so obvious and we are or I am just so used to that it would by now feel really outlandish to go back to analog as a regular process. I hope you don't think I'm just an analog hater and if you do, please write in. I would like to know why. And even if you do, thank you for listening. This episode concludes the first mini-season of A Faster Horse. A Faster Horse will be back with another mini-season on a different topic very soon. Thank you for listening very much. Take care. A Faster Horse is a production by Tim Schuf, made in Berlin, Germany. Cover art by Ike Drescher, music by Ola Dinat. For show notes and additional info, check out the website fasterhorse.show.